Hi and welcome to another episode of Postgrad Space with Valerie Othiambo. I know it's been a week since we uploaded a new episode. Well, sometimes it happens. But on to this week's episode, I am talking about a term that is very familiar in the 21st century. But the name itself might sound foreign to some people and that is talent stacking. So, talent stacking is a term that was coined by Scott Adams, who is a comic writer, or was. I should check that out. But the idea is to combine your normal skills until you have the right kind of extraordinary. I mean, in today's world, you'll see somebody who's a writer, a fitness trainer, a videographer, all in one and you wonder how the heavens do they have time to do all these things yes some people are skilled in using their 24 hours right i speak to emily chenery who is a fitness trainer a social media expert a freelance and she has done public relations just a typical example of talent stacking and she shares her story as well as how she has developed the edge and probably we will learn one or two things so listen on hi well thanks so much for having me my name is emily chenery and i work as a freelance social media strategist and storyteller is that what you wanted to be when you were growing up or you just landed there Oh, what a great question. I wanted, I knew when I was younger that I wanted to work behind the scenes. I enjoyed, if you've ever seen a play or theater or even a concert, and I was fascinated by what was happening behind the curtain and backstage and just seeing how that kind of all came together and the chaos of backstage, uh, that, you know, was creating that team to kind of bring everything together and present what the crowd sees on the stage. I was fascinated by that. So I think I I didn't know specifically that I wanted to do social media because at the time that wasn't really a thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then uh, as I kept uh, learning more about digital, I ended up really falling in love with social media and all that it brings and how it connects us. I mean, we're talking yeah. in totally different places and it's really cool that we're able to use technology to get, uh, you know, that, that kind of communication. I started uh, my uh, college experience as a broadcast. To, to be honest, I started as a business administration major and I took accounting for three weeks and said, this is not for me. Uh, ended up moving over to broadcast journalism, and so started in the back that with that background specifically in digital media and video, and mm-hmm. ended up finding public relations as a major, and just fell in love with it, and said, "I think this is exactly what I want to do. I could be you know a publicist for somebody, or again be the behind the scenes that's really helping bring it all together, that executor, if you will, for." planning things and carrying things out and having 
the plans, you know, creating the processes to get there along the way. So I did go through uh, university and get my bachelor's degree in public relations. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, I ended up going back to school and got my master's degree in sport management. So I had an advisor in undergrad give me some of the best advice that I've ever had, which was to go, instead of going right from your bachelor's degree to your master's degree and just staying in school for, you know, quite a while to get your, yeah. your bachelor's and then go get some experience. So many times you'll find you know, uh, employers or, you know, wherever you're working that will end up covering the cost of additional tuition for you. And so then it's not an expense that you need to incur. And you're also gaining the experience, which helps you get in the door for so many of those jobs. So I think that was some of the best advice that I got kind of along my journey uh, of learning, you know, about the digital media side of things. And social media specifically wasn't a class you could take when I was in school. I mean, that was not I had a professor tell me that that was a fad, you know, that was going to go away, it was going to get exciting, and then it was going to be over. And so mm -hmm. it, there were no classes. I mean, you had to have a college email address for Facebook when I uh, joined. So it was kind of a big deal uh, to, to even be on social media at that point. And so I think it's really been something that has grown and developed over the years. And now you can take all these classes or even major in social media which is so much different from when I was in school, uh, you know, even just 10 years ago. You've said you did sports management. How did you bridge those two from PR then switching to a totally different course? So I grew up as, the reason that I switched from, it wasn't even necessarily switching. It was just kind of an addition, right? So I, I felt like I'd really understood and developed a lot of skills around public relations. And I wanted to expand that into a different area. Getting a master's degree and just doubling down on PR wasn't as interesting to me as really expanding my toolbox and learning some different things. I mean, we live in a world where all kinds of digital media is crossing over. And so the more you can know as a person uh, that you know spans a wide variety of topics makes you instantly more valuable as an employee. Uh, certainly, it's great to specialize in things, but having a broad understanding of things gives you a better perspective. It helps add some more color to your picture. And so for me, I grew up as an athlete. I knew, you know, at some point you have the realization that you're not going to go to the Olympics and you're not going to be, you know, an elite athlete, unfortunately. But I still had this love for behind the scenes and wanted to be elite at what I did in my field. And I felt like I could relate really personally on a personal level with athletes because I was one. And I kind of understood that deeper emotional level. I love how sports can bring so many people together. It's a similar to music, right? Where we can watch what's happening. We don't even have to speak the same language or be from the same countries to understand how cool it is when your team wins. And yeah. that emotion was really cool and actually has a ton of crossover to the, you know, PR and marketing side of things because you're able to utilize that emotion. So I would say, you know, for me, that was kind of the building blocks was saying within PR and digital media and that side of things, 
you know, what am I most excited about uh, using those skills with? And for yeah. me, that was sports media. And that's when it yeah. made sense for me to kind of look at pursuing that as my, you know, continuing education. Normally, people will develop one skill, but we are in a world where talent stacking is the norm and you need to gain more skills. So how can one build that edge or how can one develop that talent stacking? Yeah, I think people can develop talent stacking by just asking questions and being open Mm -hmm. to learning more. I mean, you're never going to be able to know everything, unfortunately, because as a competitive person, I would love to say that I know everything, but impossible. So how do you ask more questions, ask better questions, talk with people? There's so many humans on this planet that have their own lived experiences, that have their own stories. There's no reason for me to to make the same mistakes over again, if you will. I can ask them and learn from their experience and then help make what we're all trying to make better together. Mm. And so I think that that's, it's something that really is as simple as staying curious. The older we get, the harder it is to be more vulnerable and the harder it is to admit that you don't know something, I think. And, And in that case, reminding yourself that we all progress forward together simply by asking more questions, being more vulnerable, and staying curious. But, but don't you think that uh, specialization is becoming a challenge? Because here we are trying to stack on our talent and skills, but you're not really specializing. What happens to specialization? Yeah, specialization is definitely very important still. And I think that looking at that, it's good again to give yourself that perspective to help give a better a more colored in picture if you will that adds more details the shading you know whatever the case may be for an image to give it some more perspective but as you gain more tools it simply in your toolbox you will meet other people what i try to do for example is meet other people that are specialists and then Mm -hmm you have them as resources to not only ask questions from, but also to engage in work with you. I think that's one of the coolest pieces about technology and it being 2020 is that, yes, I have a wide range of tools in my toolbox, but I'm not a graphic designer. I can speak to you intelligently about graphic design, but what I do have is a tool, is a bunch of resources with people that I know who are specialists in graphic design. And we can have good conversations about that, but I rely on them as a specialist. So I think it comes back to surrounding yourself with people that that do have, because I, th- I don't think you can be great at everything, right? You can sure. always learn more, but you can't necessarily be a specialist at everything. So I think mm-hmm. those are kind of two different pieces of the puzzle are, Staying curious and then also being very clear on what you really enjoy doing at the end of the day. And just because you really enjoy PR and social media, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't know about graphic design and video production. It just means that helps you be clear on exactly what you want to do. And if you spend some time with yourself to really understand that, you're going to be very clear when someone says, do you want, would you be open to helping me with this job? you can really 
have that clarity of that's not really my specialty, but I have a person for you. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of helps, you know, surrounding yourself with those good people. And I think that that goes back to asking questions and staying curious. You don't meet those people if you're just tunnel vision on your own thing. Uh, for someone who wants to improve on their skills and they really don't have the time, because there are some people who work crazy shifts, how can you advise them? Where can they begin? Oh, I know, I totally know the feeling of not having enough hours in the day. So what I try to do to continue learning and investing in my own professional development is to schedule out some time every morning, just carve it out and read uh, industry newsletters, like email newsletters, websites. I spend a little bit of time on Twitter as well, just kind of taking the temperature of the day and understanding, you know, what's going on. And I try to really curate the list of people I'm following there. But I think that we don't have not have time for things. We Mm -hmm. choose what we want to make priorities. And Mm -hmm. so if you're looking at something as a prior, you're always evaluating how much of a priority it is. Like we need to sleep and we need to eat. And those are pretty high priorities because if that doesn't happen, well, we're pretty angry people. (laughs) At least I am (laughs) like angry. Like I'm upset. Um, But if we prioritize certain things in our lives, then we're able to make that time for it. Yeah. If learning and expanding your horizons, especially for people that work in social and digital media, the landscape changes all the time. And so for us to really be good at our job, you have to carve out that time. You have to protect that time and say, you know, this is really my time to consume and to educate myself, situational awareness, just learn a little bit more. And I think that that's really important to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the in the media realm today. In as much as they're in this workplace where they're still new, how can they move forward? I think people can move forward by simply, again, going back to asking questions and just reaching out. We have this incredible source on the internet that connects us across oceans and countries and we it's such a great tool and we're able to use that to connect with other people and especially during this time where so many of us are spending a lot more time at home it's something that's so useful to still stay connected and there are so many courses online that are for you know that people can take for free and just try and don't be afraid to fail I see a lot of people hold back from doing things because they're afraid of messing it up or doing it wrong And I think that the faster we fail, the faster we learn and the faster we're able to do it better. So don't be afraid to go out and try something new. Be vulnerable. It's going to be scary. It's going to be a little uncomfortable because we're not good at it at first. We're never good at anything the first time we try it. But the more that you're able to experiment and play around and have fun and remind yourself why you love doing this in the first place, the more we can continue to expand and grow those skills. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. What I'd love you to do is to pick out what stood out for you in today's conversation and tag me at postgradspace on Instagram or pgradspace on Twitter. 
I am so grateful for you being a dedicated listener and I hope that you can share this message with your friends and your loved ones. Don't forget to subscribe as well and to rate and to review this podcast. Till next time. Ciao.